0: All right, folks. Welcome back to the Mount waswire basketball podcast. That's right, you heard us—basketball podcast. We are here talking more hoops, and because our schedules are crazy and awesome and not fun, we are instead of doing a team by team. Well, you meet Eli Betker. We are doing a group of teams today after two individual team previews
1: <laughs> we're putting it all together so fans of utah state and colorado state they kind of lucked out there they have their own podcast for themselves
0: you're the lucky one so this particular evening or i don't know whatever you listen to this i don't care what of this as long as you're doing it we are talking air force we are talking new mexico we are talking wyoming and the nevada Wolfpack, pack who are now in the top 10 and should be national champions if matt norlander felt they're a power five team with a different name in the front of the jersey
1: <laughs> wow, I didn't see that. That's pretty cool.
0: Pretty much. Did you read his top 1 to, one to 135 rankings, whatever it was? I, I
1: haven't yet, but I, I'm planning to.
0: <laughs> it says, it's funny, and CBS it mentions um, how long the reads take. You ever see that? It's like, oh, it's a two-minute read. It's a six-minute yeah. read. 88-minute read. 88? Oh, <laughs> my God. Something gosh. like that because he says something about every single team. It gets thinner as it goes along, but it's uh, I read a decent amounts. Um, well, he put Nevada 3, and he basically said if – a team from a Power Five conference returned four starters, um, player of the reigning player of the year, bringing in a five-star recruit. Had a Sweet Sixteen finish from the year before. They'd be probably probably the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. But since it's not, and since it's Nevada, they're not they're not number one. So yeah, my problem. take is, I'm like Norlander. Why don't you put them number one? Then if you think they're that, guy? do
1: you remember? Do you remember where uh, they were picked? Who was uh, Nevada? Yeah, three. Oh, three. Okay. He
0: had Kansas and I think Duke.
1: Okay. It's a long
0: read, but it's a good one. But it was like kind of interesting. I'm like, dude, if you think they're that good, just lean in, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many minutes did you spend on the page?
0: I oh geez, probably half hour. Okay. Going through looking through the Mountain West teams, looking how Utah's doing. Of course, my Mark Pope look in because that's what I do here for basketball. Mark Pope (laughs) fan. (laughs) If you uh, and checking around the Pac-12, BYU, a few other West Coast stuff, but. Part of it just finding and reading, but I also look at the bottom like, okay, who's the? What does he say for the very last team at the bottom? Mm, Yeah, those are always funny. It's uh, it's always good, and it's no, he does a great job. It's it's a good. If you like basketball, college hoops, obviously check him and Gary Parish at CBS. And I also fascinating the FBI podcast they've been doing about the FBI stuff, which is always. I think it's a great information they have on that. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just. Basketball's here man check it out go read their stuff read anything you want about basketball that's what we're, that's what you're here for right that's why you're hopefully listening to the show
1: yeah there's there's so much content to follow between now and next Tuesday I'm trying to squeeze it all in and
0: is it technically because yeah that's what we're doing that's what dude that's what we're doing we're trying to squeeze it all in right here yeah we got our own in our well. football we got stuff going on we got all all sorts of great stuff so let's get to it so we don't want to make this even though we're doing four teams we don't make this like super duper long want to make it a reasonable length for your car ride or whatever you're doing or bike ride or do you take a scooter Eli do you ever ride those around campus
1: <laughs> no I, that would be fun though
0: do you, do you have those around
1: in University of Washington no I, I mean I don't really see them a lot of people have bikes though so.
0: they have a ton of the scooters around here in Salt Lake so I take those occasionally you just fun. hop on and go like seriously 22 miles an hour about on a scooter
1: it's <laughs> a so, really good time. So,
0: if you're listening to us on the scooter, we appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, all right. So, we go to the, start with Air Force, I guess. Yeah, that sounds good. So, what is your real quick big thing on Air Force this year? I have my I big would... thing. I have my big thing in mind, and you probably know what it is. But I want you to go first because mine is nonsensical.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, I would. I mean, I guess I would begin with on a, on a positive note. I would say that That's I. Good. I, <laughs> because I mean let's be let's be realistic here Air Force is pretty much pegged 10th in the conference by everyone um, sorry San Jose State but Not that's so how that goes I, I guess the team starts with Lavelle Scotty and probably ends with Lavelle Scotty he's their go-to guy he scored 12 points a game last year I think he's going to be one of the breakout players in the conference and um, he can do a little bit of everything so I'm, I'm keeping my eye out on him. But Air Force really needs to improve shooting the basketball because they're one of the fifty worst teams last year in shooting, and they rely so much on movement on the offensive end that when they can't hit their buckets, and they're just they're completely inefficient. So um, improving on the offensive end is going to be the make or break for Air Force this year, I'd say.
0: Didn't we have Scotty as a like on our All Conference team preseason wise?
1: Yeah, we do. I'm I'm really high on him. I think he's going to put in a pretty special year. Okay, wonder what my my silliness is, which is
0: the same as last year. What's that? They have about twenty guys on the roster, right? Oh, here we go. Yep, I know
1: where you're Wait. going with
0: this. Here's my thing: do a hockey sub. Do full court press. Just do it. What, what with the old days with loyal uh, Loyola Marymount, Marymount right? Mm-hmm. Back in the early '90s, late '80s, five guys just full court press, run a team to death, and sub in, like five guys every time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's like you, you think I'm kidding, like be gimmicky, or whatever, but there's a reason Air Force football, Navy football run triple option, that type of offense. You have size restrictions, which are more prominent in football than, say, basketball or any other sport, really. I'm dead serious. If you have these guys, play them every TV timeout, every four minutes, sub in five in, five out, or do something big like that where you bring in four, three to sub in a minimum of three guys every chance you get. I'm like, that seems like a re. if you want to be, because Air Force typically, let's do the opposite. Let's walk it up. Let's slow it down. Let's minimize possessions. Like, I really think this is something they should consider if they want to be competitive and not be at best eighth in the conference or be top four every once every 20 years. You know what I mean? Why not do that? Like, you have some pretty good players. If you run as much as you can, you get more chances to score point. Get the ball. Which means what? If you have the ball more often, you can score more often, right? I think that's how that works. And I like, I, I'm not making being jokey or crass about, it, like just do it. Run a different type of run something nobody else runs. Make them adjust to you. You still might win only 15 games, but what are they going to win without that? Eight games, nine games. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like why not try that and play an exciting brand of basketball instead of maybe going to the Princeton and drop where you just walk it up and slow it down and shoot the ball with two seconds left after holding it half court for 25 seconds of those times. Like it seems odd, but do it, man. Go for it.
1: It might require a head coaching change for this to happen. Yeah, I would think probably,
0: but it's. I'm just saying, it's that's that's if you want to win and you play in a pretty high level basketball conference, you gotta do something different. You can't. Mm-hmm. You have to get outside the box.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm looking at Air Force's history page on Ken right now. I would be surprised if there is a team over the last 15 years that has played a slower pace of basketball. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at what Air Force has done pace-wise, and they've had, boy, they've had what five years since 2002 that they've been in the top 300 in tempo. So, I mean, mm-hmm. speeding up just a little bit wouldn't hurt, would it?
0: No, and also, like, if you're an athletic, if you're an Air Force, you're probably pretty you good to be in good shape anyways because you're going to be yes. in the armed forces afterwards. Of course. Here's an interesting note: I, I pull up three-man weave because they do great stuff, as we mentioned before. He they linked to a Gary Parish article, which I think is accurate that Pilip, Pilipovich has the toughest job in America. Probably him, Army and Navy head coach, the service VMI, those type of coaches. Probably more because he's an Air Force Academy, Mountain West, conference. He had to reject a guy who was really good because he had asthma. Because he couldn't get into the uh academy. Hmm. And so there's stuff like that where it's like he mentioned, like the program has has to find under recruited gems to develop and place them in a mo- into a motion system. Emphasize ball movement, shooting. Yeah, ball movement is a good thing too. When you have this many guys, you can go quick, 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 pass, 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 and just memorize, mesmerize teams by doing the skip pass across the court to get the open long three or at least a long jumper. That's I don't know what they're gonna do. It's like they're not gonna be very good this year. They don't. The schedule's whatever it is, but. That's my opinion. If you want to be something at least average, do something so different and make t- teams adjust to you. It's like, like go back to football. It's like, why does Hawaii and the Mountain West do the run and shoot? Why does Mike Leach go four wide? Why does the team XYZ run a, this certain offense? It's like, because they don't have the talent wise typically to compete and they don't have the talent to compete for a con- for conference title, even let alone any lower level tournament bid at
1: all. And speeding it up, going back to what you're saying, it would also help relinquish some of the the difficulties of playing one-on-one basketball against more talented and bigger teams across the league because uh, when you look at when Air Force is going to play Nevada this year, they're going to be significantly undersized. Um, they'll, their individuals will weigh far less than what Nevada has, not nearly as athletic. Um, though this Air Force team what I have been hearing is it's one of the more athletic teams in recent years, so that's good. But when you play a slower brand of basketball, then you are relying more on one-on-one matchups, and that's not where Air Force is going to excel. But to the contrary, they also do more motion and, and uh, are a better passing team than most teams around the country, so that's how they do deal with that. But I I mean, you have brought this point year in and year out, and I think it is an interesting one, but... I think it's going to take a new coach and a new philosophy for that to happen. So for now, it's going to be reliant still on perimeter shooting and ball movement. And for Air Force's sake, you hope that they have a bit more in the shooting tank than they did last year because last year was uh, really tough in the scoring category for the Falcons.
0: Yeah, they're predicted 10th in the conference. And just looking at the schedule, they have, uh, hey, they get UMBC. That should be something, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, they do have a couple of quality games, and they also have to head to Ann Arbor to play Michigan, uh, the national runner-up. So that's a, uh, another quality game on their schedule.
0: Yeah, Colorado. they got, oh, obviously, Army. Um, yeah, they have a couple teams. We'll see what happens at the, uh, I guess, the uh, Bahamas tournament. What is this they're in? The Bimini Jam. Mm-hmm. So they they're, they're, sch- they're scheduling proper, I think. Like wonder, a couple good decent teams or a big power team, like like you mentioned Colorado or I mentioned Colorado, you mentioned Michigan. You get Riverside is okay. Um, Army they'll always play what wonder why Navy's not in schedule. That's kinda of odd. I don't see them this year. So
1: but it's a much better schedule than in recent years.
0: Yeah, and wonderable games. Like like they could be Army, they could be Denver, they could probably win a decent amount of these non conference games, I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe half, maybe? Yeah, I would say so. I don't know. Then they go into league play and it's like they start from, like Mexico, Utah State—they're not very. Shouldn't be that great at CSU. I don't know. I, I like—they're only really better than San, San Jose State. They might be able to sneak out. Like the way Utah State's going to play with new head coach Craig Smith. The way Colorado State is, new coach—I know you like them a bit more because they're upperclassmen or experienced. Mm-hmm. I think they can win a couple games, but they're not going to do much in conference play. Like, if they're going to if they're going to overachieve to get ninth, who would they have to surpass? Utah State or Wyoming?
1: I would say either one of those two teams. Yeah
0: so you picked them 10th right is that where we got them i do have them 10th mm-hmm. all right there's not much more to say about them so we're gonna move on outside of my little mini rant or uh, proposition to the coach <laughs> hey hey coach um hey who's the superintendent of the air force here's my pitch if you want me to be your coach i'll take a pay cut i'll take just 200,000 to be your coach man come on that's all that's all <laughs> is that it? what do you know what the air force coach
1: makes at the moment <laughs>
0: oh i don't know how
1: much full makes
0: probably at least 200,000 right
1: I hope
0: so. Yeah, I'll take that job and just run the guys up and down. I played. I played. <laughs> yeah. I played high school basketball. Just do year, two hours man. of suicides every day. That's all I do. You could shoot like just wear them out, man. Come on. <laughs> all right, so let's go to uh, Wyoming, okay? Mm-hmm. Wyoming Cowboys. They uh, they do have Justin James. He's uh, can he score thirty every game? Can he seriously average like thirty points a game?
1: Well, I mean, Wyoming's is going to hope that doesn't need to be the case, right? <laughs> you don't
0: think they want, might be? They don't want that, or they don't think it's going to happen.
1: I mean, I think he's going to score at least, I think he's going to score at least twenty-one, twenty-two points a game, because I mean, you look at what the returning production is outside of Justin James, and there isn't a single player on the roster that averaged more than five and a half points per game last year that's coming back, so. He's gonna to have to do a lot, and he's gonna have the ball in his hands on every possession. So if he touches twenty five points a game, I wouldn't be shocked.
0: So like if he does that like he's is this gonna be like the Fresno team a couple years ago was um shoot, who is the score they Marvel had? Harris. Could this be a team like that, maybe?
1: It could be. Or uh when Josh Adams was with Wyoming a few years ago when he was doing it all himself as well.
0: And that doesn't seem to be not it's not ideal, but they're going to be in more games. They they may still finish say seventh or eighth in the conference. But I think if he's a guy that can score that many points, why can't they be competitive like in every game? But they may not win that many. I think that's kind of how I see their season going. Like they'll be they'll lose a lot of games like by seven or fewer points.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be com- competitive for sure, and and they do have some uh, solid role players outside of Justin James. I like Hunter Maldonado a lot. He was banged up last year as a freshman, but. Uh, he's really athletic and he's he put in some excellent dunks last year and some Juco guys coming in Jake Hendricks is a juco who is an excellent perimeter shooter so he'll help out so there is some talent outside of Justin James but I mean we don't really know how well that's going to translate to the d1 game right now um, so for now it's going to be a lot of him taking control and teams that have good perimeter defenders and and solid guard defenders are going to probably come out victorious against wyoming at least when um, the opponents are hosting because we know how tough it is to play in laramie of course the
0: auditor the most bland name in college basketball auditorium arena right is that what's called yeah. is it arena yeah. auditorium i forget arena auditorium yeah arena auditorium so all right so how they do have one transfer coming in like was it night reading or is it knee reading
1: uh Yeah, Nye Redding sat out last year. Actually, no, no, he didn't. They have uh the main – I mean, the main newcomer for this team is Hunter Thompson, who was a redshirt last year. Okay. Um, but is Redding a, Redding's available, available to play, right? Yes, he is. Okay, He'll yeah. probably start at the point guard position. For okay. That's what year. I thought. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, like, what is, – is that going to be change your outcome for them maybe because they have some guys with some other experience? Or is it still they lost so much and the returning guys were so – the score production is so low.
1: Well, I mean, replacing what was it, three, almost three double-digit scores at Hayden Dalton and Alan Herndon and also Lou Adams who were 18 points a game, 12 points a game, and nearly 10 points a game last year. So that's a huge trio that they have to replace. But like I mentioned before, there are some quality guys on this team that like quite a bit and I'm excited to see what Hunter Thompson can do. He sat out last year because he was injured, and he's one of the top recruits that Wyoming has had in recent history. So he might be able to find his way into the starting lineup pretty early on. Uh, But the role players that are coming back, like I mentioned before, it's just not nearly that much that they've proven in their years on campus. Like Nye Redding didn't average four points a game last year. Let
0: me be honest here. I looked at the wrong – Preview, so that's why I thought he's coming in this year. Oh, okay, that's why I'm no like, worries. wait, I'm like, and I look at them, I was like, wait, why do they still have like a Hayden Dalton list? I'm like, holy, yeah, man, this yeah. is... I'm like, I'm like, no, I apologize. For that. So no worries. I said to be clear, I was "Like this guy does nothing basketball." Well, it helps <laughs> when I pull up my pre- my previous studying that and I googled the wrong one because it looks exactly the same. I'm like, oh, ninth place seems about right where they'll be this year.
1: <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> yeah, for <that> it folks. It <laughs> would be nice if uh, Hayden Dalton came back for a fifth year. They no wouldn't God. mind
0: that at all so would I he's awesome give me all the points right
1: yeah for sure
0: alright so what like what, so let's go to the coach Allen Edwards he's been there for a couple of years is he, is he the right guy to keep them going and is this just a blip because they lost so much talent recently why they might be at the bottom of the league
1: yeah I think so I, I really like Alan Edwards and he's already pieced together 43 wins in his first two years in Laramie And I like the fact that he's kind of bringing a new style of basketball to Wyoming, too. They really like to push it. They were 13th in tempo last year. Um, They weren't great from the perimeter, but they did like to take a lot of threes, which can be tough to defend. And once you mix in the altitude and the tough home environment that Wyoming has, I think that's going to be their formula for success once they have the pieces together. But this is just one of those years where... You have a lot of guys that graduate at the same time, and you have to kind of pick the pieces up and figure things out. And so that's the, that's, a, it's a little bit of a rebuilding year, but to have an NBA hopeful on your team during a rebuilding year is definitely a good thing to have.
0: Can't hurt because, yeah, he attempted the draft and came back. So mm-hmm. it's always a, well,
1: she's
0: a good thing. So looking at the schedule, they have, they have like, they have Oregon State is not great. They have UCSB, who's usually okay out there in the Big West. Boston College, wherever you get that. Uh, they could play Loyal in the Fort Marsh tip-off. That could be interesting because they could get Loyal. Chicago should be a decent team because they're in the Final Four last year. Remember that, folks? mm mm-hmm. uh, The Missouri Valley Challenge is ending. Is that the Evansville game?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: it de- okay. it's because awesome. I'm looking at their schedule, and Air Force had a big and bold Missouri Valley Challenge, whereas uh, this one does not. Their non-conference schedule is what it should be. They have some localish teams, Northern Colorado, University of Denver, um they're at the Sun Bowl invites. They play Dixie State, who's a. Are they D1? I know they're in Southern Utah. Is that a Division I team, Dixie State? University? No,
1: Dixie State's not D1. That's what I thought.
0: I'm like, no, I know they got Southern, Southern Utah's Division I out there. Um, okay, so their non conference schedule is not great because the Mountains wants it, wants it to be better, but it's saving the Air Force. It's a schedule where, okay, because basketball is different from football, there's games that probably, well, probably not this week, but like as soon as early as two weeks ago, there's probably still teams looking for a, a game to put in the schedule. So these games get put closer and closer. So playing Grambling, playing Niagara, even playing Boston College, these are all games where, okay, we're playing Evansville, Northern Colorado, South Carolina is probably their biggest non-conference game, I'm thinking, maybe if they play a little Chicago. So, these and Oregon are, State on the road. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I missed that. I mm-hmm. already mentioned that. Yeah, so they have a couple tough challenge games. But overall, I think it seems Air Force where they schedule to their competition where – Get some confidence, but also playing teams that typically play like Northern Colorado and Denver.
1: I think that's a good way to do it and get up to maybe eight, nine wins and have some tough tests, especially away from home, to prepare you for conference play. I think that's a good way to go about it.
0: So where did you I forget, Where did you rank you want? Where did you put Wyoming in our preseason stuff?
1: I have Wyoming ninth in my preseason rankings.
0: I think I'm in the same area as well, kind of near the bottom.
1: You have them at eighth. Eight, so, okay. okay. Yeah, that's so close as well
0: pretty near at the bottom and then looking at league play it's like we don't need to go through the whole league schedule but if they're going to overachieve it's going to be because James goes off for like big points all the time like and plus they'll pick off people at home like Boise State to open conference play I wouldn't be overly shocked if Wyoming wins that game because Boise lost talent it is a road game for Boise State going into Wyoming probably not going to win but that wouldn't like how how shocking would that be if Wyoming were to win that opener
1: I mean, they, they're they capable of beating just about anyone at home. They beat Nevada, Nevada Boise yeah. State, mm-hmm. San Diego State. Um, they lost to Fresno State at home, but they beat the top three teams in the conference last year in Laramie. So it's always possible.
0: And I think that's why I put them a touch higher than most people because mm-hmm. they'll steal a couple wins. Like, they can beat CSU at home, Utah State, UNLV is not supposed to be a very good Air Force. So they're probably – I don't – they're still well below anything else for like any type of – like a bid for any tournament. But I just – Take the chance to tune into Facebook or Stadium or get CBS Sports Network or AT and if you're in the region to watch Justin James because he'll be a treat to score so many points every game.
1: I would, yeah, I, I like that. And I, I would say I'd be surprised if Wyoming doesn't win at least one game against the team, the top three teams in the conference at oh. season's end. I think they get at least one win against the top three team.
0: At home, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, I would, I would think so. Yeah. All right, just curious. Okay, excellent. All right, so we go to uh, New Mexico. Yep. All right,
0: let's go to the Lobos. Now we're getting some good teams here. Sorry, guys, but we are. <laughs> <That's>, we're getting it. <laughs> okay. So New Mexico, they were predicted to finish second in the media poll, or that, no, San Diego State third. Mm-hmm. Would you have picked them second if they didn't have their injuries on the team?
1: I yes, I I had New Mexico second until Jaquan Lyle went down and just bumped them down to third.
0: So tell people how big a deal that is because he had the boot for the oh, I think it's homecoming football people freaking out finds out he's the transfer coming in he's not eligible or excuse me he's injured and won't play the year after sitting out of here for eligibility for transfer
1: well here's the deal with that I would say that I was one of the few that had New Mexico second at the time I know Tony Patellas from College Hoop News had New Mexico second and I believe Jeff Grammer also had New Mexico second but almost everyone else had San Diego State second at that point so I thought you could have done a coin flip between the two teams, but once Jaquan Lyle, the Ohio State transfer, went down with an injury, he ruptured his Achilles, I believe, on the first day of practice, and he'll be forced to sit out the entire season. I don't think that, I don't think the sky is falling in Albuquerque because of that, but I do think it changes the trajectory of the season at least a bit because you lose a double-digit scorer, an excellent passer, and what would have been one of the better perimeter shooters on the team. But on the flip side, the point guard depth is pretty good for New Mexico. They do have Drew Drinnen who is a four-star, at least four-star in some databases. He's a freshman guard. Um, he's supposed to be pretty good, and they also have Keith McGee, who's a JUCO transfer who had some high-major offers, I believe. So it's not like they have to start from square run at the square one at the point guard position, but it's a it's a heavy drop off from a high-major transfer and all Big Ten talent.
0: All right, so let me ask this for New Mexico. So if they had him playing, where would they? I know he's kind of went through that, but would they be a legit threat to Nevada?
1: I mean, with the style of basketball that they played and, and just what Paul Weir has done and surpassed expectations in his first season, I think that they would be a solid threat to Nevada. I know that everyone would still have Nevada picked as the unanimous conference favorite, but just the way that New Mexico plays, and I mean, they were one good half away from reaching the ncw tournament last year i think it is just such a difficult team to match up against and and like i said it's it's not like new mexico goes from a team that could win the conference to to not even competing with the injury they still have a lot of talent on this team and some quality newcomers coming in but it it's it's just hard to say because we weren't able to see what the team was like with Jaquan Lyle, and now that we're there without him, it's it's just kind of a big question mark.
0: All right, so without him, there's still going to be, what, a fringe NIT team?
1: I think they could still potentially reach the NCAA tournament. Oh, if, okay. If the cards fall where they Would need be, to be.
0: Okay, you think Paul is a good coach, or they just have the talent? Even without, like I said, if even without being at full strength, there's still... a. Because what they did last year. They, like, what is the joke? Not the joke, but they run every morning at 6 a.m. or something. doesn't matter what day it is. Mm-hmm. After the tournament, their semifinal, they went out running, did that quick eight, what, 10-hour turnaround, 12-hour turnaround, whatever it was, less than a full day. So their condition, they, even though it was weird because last year, remember all the issues they had, like the the injuries, you can't talk to media, can't do this, you're suspended, you're not suspended. And mm-hmm. Paul, Paul Weir still held it together to have a team that was really good and nearly made the NCAA tournament last year.
1: They were picked, I believe, ninth in the preseason poll last year. They started off the season two and eight against D1 teams. They lost to Tennessee Tech at home. And they were nice. still three possessions away from reaching the NCAA tournament in March. So once they're picked third this year, you kind of have to wonder, okay, what's going to happen this season? Because Paul Weir's just done such an excellent job. Uh, but... On the contrary, I would say that there still are some things that need to be resolved for this team. Defense is still a big question mark. Um, Losing Joe Firstinger, who Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have said this a year ago, but that is now a major loss for New Mexico. He was one of, if not the best post guy on the team last year. And now they have Vlad Pinchunk down low, who is somewhat unproven, though he did play some quality minutes last season. And Carlton Bragg, who's a former five-star recruit, and he was played two years with Kansas and then transferred Arizona State and never suited up for them and now he's with New Mexico so that's it's really an odd situation with Carlton Bragg because they just don't really know what they're going to get out of him but if it does work out it could be an all-mountain west type guy and if it doesn't work out he just might not see the floor very much so um, I would say the big question mark is up front and just what the forwards can do because they need to improve their post defense and that's something that really hurt them last year.
0: Yeah, look at their defense efficiency—not uh, very good. Like, I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm over at Three Man Weave. Check out a couple of their stuff here as you're going through to get some more insight. They're at a ton on the Mountain West. Like percentage of shots at the rim, which I'm assuming is what six and cha- like you mentioned, the post defense defense down low, and also probably being out rebounded. 342nd. Which means teams are just shooting layups and dunking on you every time, every yep. chance they get, and the, and like the percentage was still at the bottom. Like teams making that. Then also, it's like kind of interesting as well. Field goal attempts in transition. I'm not sure what that means. I I guess that's uh, not getting back on defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I so. think that's
1: with ten sec ten seconds or less. Ten seconds or less into a shot clock, it, I guess counts as transition. I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay, I can see that they're hanging out, waiting for the ball. So. With okay, what about um one last guy? Yeah, another transfer like Vance Jackson.
1: He's I, I, yeah, I will start Jackson. right.
0: He should be in starting lineup and be one of their leading scorers, perhaps him and Mathis.
1: Yep, I I voted Vance Jackson as a newcomer of the year in the conference. He's coming over from UConn and mm-hmm. he's more of a big body. Can do a little bit of everything, but he's a really really good three point shooter. So that helps out in New Mexico uh, after some of their losses in the off season. And he should help out on defense, too, because, like I said, he's strong and he's he's versatile. He can defend a number of positions. So he, I think he's going to be a really good addition for this year's team.
0: All right, let's get to the schedule really quick so we can kind of blast through this show. I know it's going to be sort of. We're doing the quick hits here, folks. The sorry for not spending 25 minutes on every team. I think this might be better, potentially, maybe doing that occasionally. So this schedule here, they have Iona on the schedule, but they lose. Was the guy who punched the coach, like, is he one of their key players? yeah or, leading
1: returning score
0: okay that's why I thought it's unfortunate because well it just sucks to happen because I went to Iona for a couple of years and they were pretty good when I was there and so I always kind of say hey how are they how are those guys doing out in the MAC
1: so not I've, too hot right now not seems.
0: not anymore I've traveled. I got obviously to Mexico State a couple times at home and home to get St. Mary's at a tournament naturally
1: <laughs> yeah
0: because St. Mary's goes nowhere Mm-hmm. What, um, what tournament is that in? Because I have an asterisk here. It doesn't say.
1: It is just a one-off game, I believe. Oh, really? At Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: that oh that game. Oh, yeah. The, okay. Hey, at least St. Mary's traveled south, I guess, but still stay in California. Yeah. So They're not leaving the state. Yeah, so they got Penn, who's usually decent IV. They got Colorado. It's whoever Southwest. Are they playing Southwest Airlines? Is that correct? On <laughs> <laughs> December 30th?
1: Southwest Airlines, yeah. Someone get Jeff Graham ASAP.
0: No, that is actually – what that is, there's a small – I think it's a D2 school in New Mexico. It's a pretty cool story. I think Jeff Graham or somebody from Albuquerque Journal, probably him, did some article recently. It's some – I should find it, but it's, there's no hyperlink to Southwest. But it's a, like a non-D1 school in the state that they're going to just to be nice, I guess. So That's, huh. a, that's a pretty cool story. I should find out and we should tweet okay. that out because I saw that. It's like uh, – I think I, I forgot that's happening, but I I make the joke about Southwest Airlines. Oh, it's the D two school or something, or <laughs> D, It could be even smaller than that. So I don't know, but that that's always cool if they're going for a road game mm-hmm. for that. Why the heck not, right?
1: Yeah, it's
0: cool. So what are your thoughts on their schedule? Like it's for what I don't thought, I don't what, love what, it. Me neither. I don't like it either because they're supposed to be pretty good. You want to challenge yourself more than St. Mary's, right?
1: Yeah, I, I just don't love the schedule, and that's what that's my. Concern about New Mexico potentially getting at-large bid because their best win would be what neutral site against Arizona or sorry not Arizona State against St. Mary's and St. Mary's probably isn't going to make the tournament this year
0: because they don't play anybody
1: and yeah and they lose a number of their key guys Colorado probably won't make the tournament
0: oh I just realized they don't play home oh they do could New Mexico State be their best win perhaps
1: it could be but that I mean that doesn't get you into the NCAA tournament. So you no, it does it definitely. It's, not. Penn, Penn it's won the tough. Ivy last
0: year, right? Did they win the Ivy League?
1: I believe so. But then again, yeah, that's I think still, they played. They that's played still, Kansas, right? They're
0: still not getting NCAA tournament if you beat Penn. No, right?
1: no, it's not. I mean, the the high major teams that they are playing are not NCAA tournament hopefuls. The one. You mean? What's that? The one. The one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Colorado. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: the. Yeah, it's, so it's uh, – I, I just don't have a good idea I'm going to do it. It's going to be a super easy article for people to know about because Ken Palm's pretty reliable and he's kind of a big deal. I'm going to go through and take the average Ken Palm rate ranking of every team for against their schedule, like the opponent's ranking.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. There are – I guess you could call four games on their non-conference schedule against top 100 teams. St. Mary's is the highest at 74. Colorado's Oof. 81. And New Mexico State, who they play twice, is 96. So yeah. – that would be zero top fifty wins.
0: Whatever that means. Now we got the net thing. So who knows what that's going to convert to? Yeah, who, yeah, who knows.
1: But I mean, either way you shake it, I mean, it's it's not a great schedule if you're looking for an at large bid. All right,
0: I found the information on Southwest. It is a um, they are playing against NAIa University of Southwest Mustangs in Hobbs, New Mexico, three hundred and twenty miles southeast of their home court at Dreamstyle Arena, or excuse me, the Pit. At least not wise guys, right? Or whatever wise spice yeah, yeah, wise <laughs> Um It's the second consecutive year they actually played in-state in a NAIA school. They played Northern New Mexico last year, but it's at the pits. So it's, I don't know. I guess it's something. It's it's a cool idea. It's not, it's a one game. It's not going to kill kill their chances to be a tournament team or not. You know what I mean?
1: Like, mm-hmm. it yeah, it, it won't show up on any it doesn't count or
0: anything. It's something to notice if they don't win or play bad and if they're in the running. But I think it's like when we're called football. You play an FCS team, well, let's play somebody in town. You know what I mean? Let's play somebody across mm-hmm. town. Let's don't play – let's not be um, – we're from California. We're bringing in an FCS team from like Florida. It's like what's the point? Bring somebody close where they don't pay much money. But this is pretty cool. So might as well. You know what I mean? Go for it. What's the deal?
1: This could be a really, really ugly score. You think so? I mean – the style that New Mexico plays going mm-hmm. up against an NAIA team, they could they could hit 150 points.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess one of the reasons they put this game, it goes, part of the reason to schedule the game in Hobbs, so close to Air Force game, we're said was the coaches have general discomfort with the layoff that would have been if they didn't play, because they could have had a layoff from December 22nd against Penn at home, wouldn't play a game until January 2nd.
1: Mm, yeah, that's, that's a layoff. It's, and this one's on the, the 30th, so that's, the short window
0: i'm wondering they'll probably put some backups in there and like get a ton of people playing time
1: yeah it's i mean it'll be interesting do you have any broadcast details on that
0: i I just saw something on here really quick um i was looking at the score because they beat northern new mexico 147 to 76 you might be right Mm -hmm. remember last year people freaking out they're scoring all these points (laughs) i'm like dude you're playing who again (laughs) um shoot hold on i did see something here something about the mountain west broadcast um also, due to TV contracts with the Mountain West Conference, five – oh, that's sorry. That's in broader terms. Um, no clue. Probably not.
1: Mm, that would be kind of. We fun need to watch, a, a Periscope
0: hero, right? Yeah, yeah. Get someone down there. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook watch, Facebook live. So, mm-hmm. so this team is it? Um, nit minimum for you?
1: I think so. Yeah, nit should at least be the baseline goal. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, what would it take without with not having obviously the potentially best player? To make the NCAA tournament with the non-conference schedule they have, which is quite weak, would it take would do what do the Aztecs did, like after having to win the conference tournament?
1: I think it. I think it would, unless they lose no more than, you know, win like thirty games in the regular season, and you're at that point, you can't even uh, remove them from the NCAA tournament conversation. But I, there just aren't that many opportunities on the schedule outside of Nevada, who's the conference opponent. So it might take. Getting to the uh, Mountain West tournament final and winning, but I just, like I said, I just don't love their at-large hopes with the non-conference schedule that they put together. All
0: right, I. I so, what's your projection in NIT?
1: I think that they'll finish in the NIT. Mm-hmm.
0: I th- I'm with you on there. All right, let's get to Nevada, the big boys here. This team, how excited are you for this team? Let's
1: start with that. I, I'm really excited. I to think. What was it? Just a little over a year ago, we were talking about how the conference hasn't had a top 25 team in, in however many seasons, and now we enter the year with Nevada, who's nearly a top five team in the country, and they have a five-star freshman on the roster and all these double-digit scorers. And it's, it's really cool to see all the national guys talking about this team in Reno. and I know that they haven't won a game on this year's schedule yet, but it's pretty cool to see all the hype that's around a mid-major who hasn't really been on the national map the last decade or so.
0: We'll, we'll get to the teams in a moment. But we had a, we did a recap. One of our guys is at the Washington game. They had the other exhibition game. Do you care about those
1: results at all?
0: A little we, bit. Muscleman was yeah. pissed about the Washington results.
1: I mean, I that doesn't surprise me. I, I mean, last year... What did Muscleman say? That they were going to finish 6th or 7th in the conference?
0: Something like that
1: ridiculous, yeah. I I mean, he has reason to be upset when you lose to Washington at home by double digits and the Huskies are without their best player. But this isn't going to happen overnight. I think a lot of people believe that Nevada is going to just run through teams in non-conference play and just cruise to 30 wins like it's nothing. And that's not going to be the case. not saying that they can't hit 30 wins or blow out a bunch of, of opponents, but when you bring in so many new players that have yet to play together, it's just a lot that has to come together. So I'm not surprised that their first two scrimmages didn't go quite as how they anticipated because, like I said, it's just a lot that has to be sorted out.
0: Isn't it also more of like they are really transfer for you, essentially? Like all these guys, I know they practiced in the offseason in last year, but how much are they allowing guys to – who weren't playing last year to be with their team. You know what I mean? Like, how often were they playing together? So it could be just a chemistry thing. Like, okay, I haven't played with you. Practice is one thing. Here's a real game. Like, oh, you do this. I do this. Like, Mm -hmm. just getting used to their style, that might be the biggest thing that it may take a couple games or who knows, maybe like getting Washington in that exhibition type deal was a pretty big deal just to -hmm. to play a pretty good team. So I'm wondering if it could just be one of those type of deals where, hey, you are – getting used to me playing and doing – you know what I mean? Like just getting comfortable with these new guys. Yeah, even, for even, sure. even though most of the starters are back, they have like what the top 100 recruit, Jordan Brownie's coming in. They have all these transfers coming who are not eligible. You know what I mean? Like what's going on?
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot that has to be figured out. And, I mean, you even have players like Nisre Suzua, who averaged 20 points a game in, in his most recent college season, and he's coming off the bench. So there's a lot of different roles that guys will be playing now that they're all together on a top 10 team. Because, I mean, not every guy is going to get 20 shots off like they did on their previous team. That's just not going to happen. And I think that... I think Eric Musselman has such a challenging job this year because he has to make sure that the chemistry is at 100%, that this team's winning games. Um, You try to push expectations to the side, but there's a lot that is weighing into all the moving parts this year. And it's a good problem to have when you have seven eight nine guys that average double figures in their most recent college basketball season but uh, it's a lot that has to be figured out and i think eric Musselman's up to the job but like i said i I don't know if anyone's ever had this type of um puzzle that they've had to put together before
0: i think the best thing is that here's two things why i i'm with you on discrimination like don't it's not really a big deal it is but it isn't because you always want to play well you want to win every game you play. That's who these, everybody is who does some sort of sporting event. With having four starters back, like they have consistency there with Lindsey, Drew, Cody, Caleb Martin, Caroline, all like all these guys here on the team who've been playing. The bench is deeper which because they literally, they had to bring a football player a tight end to play on the basketball team as a backup to come in for, what, four minutes a game to get a couple fouls or give somebody a breather here and there. So they don't have to do that stuff anymore. And you're right; these guys aren't going to get like if you look at the average points per game overall plus their prior school, they're not going to score like 160 points a game, which whatever it came out to be <laughs> with what these guys were putting up. Like you said, guys like 14, 15, 20 points a game at their prior school, plus competition coming from Bryant, coming from Portland. You know, what I mean, these guys coming from these schools, Omaha, stuff like that. They're it's tougher competition in Mountain West. So there's a they the bench is deeper, but they already have their starting unit essentially in place. So. What it would be is like, okay, instead of playing 39 minutes, you can play 31 a game or 20. There could be a bunch of guys playing 27 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And that could be key. If these guys are as good as advertised, like Jordan Brown is, if Cody and Caleb Martin can be as efficient, and who cares if they score eight from four, 18 points to 13. But if they have three other guys who score triple that, that's fine. You're winning. You're doing great. You're still getting enough playing time. So I think they're going to be just fine. It's just I think the main thing is it's getting used to each other when they do actually sub people in and out. They're not playing – as much because that's kind of a, an odd thing. Like, well, I was playing 37 minutes a game last year, now I'm playing only 29. What's the deal? Well, the Dailies actually have five guys in the bench who can come in and play and you know, not having to and being in there because they're good, not because foul trouble or injury or something. So I think that's they're going to be fine. I just wondering who that fifth starter is going to be. Do you have a clue who that is?
1: Well, I, I think with Lindsey Drew, that's that's going to be something that will be monitored from now until the start of the season or even beyond that because he's coming back from his Achilles injury and no one really knows if he's going to play from day one. I know he's progressing in that direction, but it it does. And he had that injury in mid-February last year and that recovery time. I don't know what that uh, is on paper.
0: I know football is about a year. Basketball is different just because of what you do, but it is your foot and you're running a lot. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so, but it seems like he is going in uh, the positive direction. He's been doing workouts and such. But it hasn't been ruled out whether he'll redshirt this season or not. So that's a big question mark. Obviously, the Martin twins will start. Caroline will start. And then it's probably Porter, Brown, or Trayshawn Thurman, I would imagine. And Thurman's been playing really well in the two exhibitions. So he's could be kind of a a sneaky guy that you could place in the day one starting lineup Um, but like Musselman has a bunch of different directions he can go with this and I I mean imagine the starting lineup will change a number of times throughout the year as well
0: so let me ask you this if everything plays according to plan how good will this team be
1: I think they could be one of the top five teams in the country and it would not surprise me if they enter the NCAA tournament as a top three seed that a lot of people like to win the national championship. But, I mean, we've talked so much about the offensive end. I think on the defensive side is going to make or break the season because last year they were a little shaky on defense. They were 108th nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, They didn't really force a ton of turnovers, gave up a number of points in, in certain spots. So that needs to be short up, but I think they did a good job adding Trey Porter, who's a good defender and a bigger body down low, and also Jordan Brown, who's more of a classic style big man.
0: All right, so let's take a look at their schedule really quick. We know Nevada hasn't had the biggest or best schedule in the past while, just because I think Musselman did it right, kind of building up year after year to where hey, we're gonna be play this team. But they open up against BYU, who's I don't know what to make a BYU because they were predicted third to be in West Coast Conference, but people were shocked by that. But they were like one point behind St. Mary's, and obviously is number one in that league. So the BYU's decent. Like They have a got like Uli Childs, a couple other guys. That's going to be a good opener. It's not a an amazing team, but it's a good team.
1: Our buddy Will Maupin predicted I know. that uh, BYU would win that one. I know. My former place of
0: work, he joined that radio show, and it's like Will Maupin's picking BYU over Nevada. I it's bold. To, to be honest, like, do you have Ken Palm's number rank up there real quick for
1: the line? I do. Nevada is projected to win 85-72, 89% oh. favorite.
0: I can see that. I, I think it's a, a tough enough challenge to give Nevada some struggles for part of the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, It's a team that – because BYU always winning 20 games a year. We're not going to make this a full-on preview for, preview for this game. But they are always – Dave is a great coach. Dave O'Reilly is really good. They have Haas back. I think he's back officially, or is he missing some games? Was that last year? I forget. Whatever. But I know they have the only child who made CBS's top hundred players list. That's good, right? So, sure. I think it's a good challenge. They got Pacific, Little Rock. Who were they? Did they win that SWAC last year? Not SWAC. Um, they did Sunbelt, right?
1: Little Rock didn't. No, I
0: think maybe thinking of somebody else. So they got Tulsa. They got Loyola Illinois. Obviously the rematch from last year at USC. Grand Kane is pretty good. Arizona State. They have a schedule, isn't it? Uh, I thought they had Arkansas. It's Akron Zips. Never mind. They go to Utah as well. Maybe I'll go to that game. That's down the street for me. Sweet. There you go. Uh, I like their schedule. It's good, right? Because Utah's they're eighth in the Pac-12, so that's not a great team. But it, then again, if you beat like a team from a big league, I guess the committee takes notice because they're in a the big league, even though they may not be good from a big league.
1: <laughs> and their metrics will improve just for the sake of being in a larger conference.
0: Yeah, playing Utah and playing them just because, like, yeah, there you go. Um, do you like your schedule overall? Is it Should it be more competitive?
1: I like it because I think every game is winnable, and the games against the non-high major teams are, like for Green the most Canyon. part, teams that can win their respective conference. So that's how it played out last year. And Eric Musselman and Anthony Ruda, one of the assistant coaches who puts the schedules together, he mentioned that as well, that it's important for – Nevada when they're scheduling against teams from lesser conferences they want to schedule the teams that can win their respective conference and go to the NCAA tournament and I think that they have that once again Akron is a solid team Grand Canyon one of the more trendy mid-majors Tulsa should be solid Little Rock and Cal Baptist are the two weaker teams on the schedule but um, South Dakota State as well with Mike Dom they're always uh, competing for NCAA tournament Mm -hmm. Craig Smith right Craig, uh, Craig Smith was at South Dakota. Uh, this one's South Dakota State. Oh, I but... apologize. No, I, j- okay. I just
0: saw the short version there, and they look like the same. I thought South Dakota. Um,
1: uh, it's, are... a, it's a solid schedule, though. I like the way that they have this set up.
0: What game are you looking forward to the most?
1: I would probably say the road game against USC, and that's a quality road game. And then there's also loyal Chicago, so. <laughs> Those oh, are obviously. back-to-back games in about a five-day span. So that's going okay. to be a huge week Ooh, for Nevada. That's a big travel week, man. What's that? That's a big travel week. Yeah. Okay.
0: I, okay. What about I was Sorry, I, I should be more clear. What's your favorite most looking forward to game overall, including conference play? But those are good ones for non-conference play. I would say I always like Graydon Canaan just because. Why not? But, uh, yeah, what's your the conference game? You're looking? I have mine. I, I, I think if we think alike, you might pick the same game as me.
1: I think it's probably going to be the same one. You can say it. You say it. I want you to February 22nd against the Aztecs?
0: Oh, no. I was going to say at Wyoming.
1: Oh, okay. Last year. I'm just saying. Ooh, last year's game was phenomenal. I, I love... No,
0: I I think the most... Uh, San Diego State probably is the best game to look forward to, but I want to see them go to Wyoming and win because they were much better than that Wyoming team last year and did not win. That was such a good game. It was. They wore the... Uh, I remember flipping through on for what ESPN channel is on. I'm like, what What team is this? Because they wore the uh, breast cancer awareness one. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. That's it. It just looked off for me. I'm like that's the – typically it's the pink accent, not the pink jersey. Mm-hmm. And so I was like a little – just like did a double take because the colors, that Wyoming yellow floor It, it looks like pink.
1: A, a, a bag of Starburst or something. <laughs> it did. So,
0: <laughs> all right. So this team is our number one team clearly. We are predicting to go to the NCAA tournament. I think a top three seed should, if things are going to play, and should be a top three seed. Um, could they get a number one seed? What would it take to get a number one seed for them?
1: I, I do think that they would be capable of getting a number one seed, but it would be one of those deals kind of like Gonzaga in recent years where a lot of people debated and they don't think that they might be deserving and others think, oh, yeah, Gonzaga is definitely deserving because they've won all these games. I think this season will play out a lot like recent Gonzaga years where they just have to stack up wins, avoid bad losses, and do what they can in non-conference play to pick up those quality victories.
0: So, th- I so I think two or three is probably where it'll be. Two is probably my best case scenario because unless New Mexico is really good or Mountain West has like another team or two ranked or say top 30 Ken bomb, but that's really tough to do. It's going to be because, yeah, they win a lot of games. They're going to be dominant. And who knows what the net thing means? Because it's also – that's new. They have the margin <laughs> of victory capped at 10, which I think is too low. I think it should be a tad higher. Because, I think too. Because there's so many games where it's a two-point game or three-point game where it's a free-throw contest and one team's in a bonus and one's not. And a team that's down two or three has to keep fouling, fouling, fouling and yep. it ends up being a 10 to 12-point game, which is really much closer in the final three minutes. I felt like 14 would be a good number to cap that just because – if you win by ten, you could you could kind of suss there and see who's the close games or not, depending on how close you're going to look. And hopefully these guys look close enough. But I felt for fourteen or fifteen because if you win by that many, it's not because you were close the whole way. But I don't know if there's enough teams on schedule. It's going to be a game where a season where like a couple losses, like in league play. Like look at last year, lost to Wyoming. How is that possible? Well, Wyoming is good and it's tough to play at home. But play there, they could lose at San Diego State. They could lose at um, New Mexico. Even kidding aside, at Wyoming would not be a gimme. Just because, what if Justin James goes off for forty-two points? That's not that's possible, right? Mm-hmm. That's not unlikely. So, I I'm gonna say they're. I'll make my prediction. I think they're gonna number two seed overall. That's where I think they'll be. So,
1: I I think that's possible. I would probably go number three seed. I think they drop at least one or two games in non-conference play. But uh, I would be surprised if they lost more than two conference games.
0: So you think I mean, probably like four to six losses max?
1: I think they'll probably finish the, season with, finish the regular season with probably five losses. So what's that, 28-5, and
0: five, somewhere in that range? hmm
1: Okay. All right. So Any, pretty similar to last year.
0: Okay. Anything else we need to add as we wrap this up, as we did our combined preview that's still in a nice 50 minutes?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I guess if you have a chance to see Nevada this year, go do it, because I think this is going to be one of the – more talented and one of the best teams at this conference has seen. So if you have the opportunity, definitely go and show your support, whether you're a Nevada fan or you're not, because it'll be a good show either way.
0: I have a chance to see them twice within a 90 minute drive. Right on. At I U- man, at, I
1: want to go see that loyal Chicago game
0: at Utah, and then and also I've never been to the Spectrum. Sorry to say, I've never been.
1: Hmm. I well, should there go. You go. March second.
0: I should. Why not? I mean, I guess see what day of the week it is, and maybe I can go.
1: It's on a Saturday.
0: Oh, it is the sub- March second.
1: Yep. All right, maybe
0: I'll take the day, take the day and go do that.
1: Make it happen. Have would
0: right. fun. All right, that's our that's our show for tonight. Check us out at dot Eli's doing a bunch of previews on basketball. I have some. I sent out some polls throughout the throughout the uh, what am I trying to say here? Media Day weekish type stuff today. And check out Eli's stuff. He is at Media Day. He's about what three to five articles up about random stuff. Paul Weir um justin james and a few other stuff i believe right yep we'll have some more on the way this week too exactly we're saving some of those because we want you to get ready for basketball season it's here it's so close we will do another preview doing what eli since you made the list tonight who's left on the list to discuss
1: okay so we'll go real quick we got boise state we got unlv Mm -hmm. fresno san Diego state
0: and san Jose state yes Okay, that's right. We did a fortune. All right, so we'll be doing that sometime next week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, check out the pod, subscribe, <laughs> blog, talk radio, tune in, stitcher, or else, maybe like Spreaker, wherever you can buy your podcast. I ask ask Matt this occasionally where do you listen to your podcast? What platform is your favorite?
1: Oh, wait, what, did, what was Matt's answer? Uh, I think just Stitcher, I believe. I, I just use the Apple Podcasts. It's yeah. kind of boring. Exactly. <laughs> go with the
0: popular crowd sorry i have an android so i have choices like so well because stitchers okay i use a uh, pocket cast so i'm just saying
1: android users oh
0: man Dude, are you buying the new i spent a thousand bucks a new iphone xr or whatever
1: it is? no but my battery life on my iphone 6 is going way down the tank right now
0: uh, how old is iphone 6 five years almost
1: i've had it i don't know three years or so that's good i've had it a while
0: that's nice. I have I have a nice Galaxy you Note. Know, I'm like, I'm, there's no reason to upgrade unless like the battery goes crappy on you. There's I don't like, want
1: to spend a thousand dollars. I know.
0: It's we don't need to discuss that, but it's they're getting out of hand for the most part. Ugh. I would say look look for a good deal. Right? Come on. Yeah. All right, but that's enough phone talk here. Phone chat, that's the next (laughs) podcast we're working on. Phone chat. Uh, Check us at MWR.com. We'll have previews. We'll do picks. Well, basically what we do for football, we'll do for basketball and try to make it better. And, hey, if there's something you don't want to see, or excuse me, I apologize. Yeah, if there's something you don't want to see, let us know as well as what you do want (laughs) to see on our show and uh, writing. And our goal this year is to do some sort of recap for every single game. So that Southwest game in Hobbs, Mexico. We have a new Lowboys writer. We'll have him write a preview for that game because about a thousand words. I can't promise that. I'm not going to promise that for somebody writing about an NAIA school.
1: You got to make the new guy do all the,
0: the all dirty the work. work? a yeah, <laughs> no, thousand no. words
1: on Hobbs basketball or or uh, Southwest basketball. Oh
0: man, we'll uh, I'll talk drop to, the hammer, Jeremy. Yeah, please. I'm so mean about what I ask people to do. <laughs> no,
1: all right. So, but that's it for tonight. We'll
0: be back. Uh, I believe within a week to t- do the rest of the teams and. Check out our CSU preview, Utah State preview, Lucky Ones, all of our basketball content on our page, and we'll see you next time, folks.